0: i'm always sweaty when i do these like what's wrong with me because you are get so into it (laughs) i'm a loser i love this shit i am so passionate about this stuff i live and eat and breathe it
1: i'm stephanie dinsmore and i'm jody locky doosling we're two therapists with 33 years of collective experience in the mental health field Tune in
0: as we get comfortable to talk about things like self-improvement, growth, relationships, traumatic experiences, and more.
1: Together, we'll discuss neuroscience, attachment, and trauma, and look at holistic and alternative approaches beyond the counseling space. Let's
0: just talk about it. Where did that just get pulled from? I have no idea.
1: (laughs) Amen. Jody, I can't believe this is the season finale episode. We've had so much fun. I could do this
0: forever. I could do this
1: forever. So much laughter, so much, I've learned so much about myself through this, just as we've talked and the examples we've shared, and we've really been our true, genuine, authentic selves, and really sharing real things that are happening in our lives. Which is the soul work we're doing, Steph. On to the next episode. (laughs) Smoke weed every day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: sorry that we default to rap music. I don't know what to say. Oh my God, I'm dying.
1: welcome back ball jugglers here is our final episode for our soul work and spirituality mini series so today jody and i are going to talk to you about what our daily protocols look like jody Yeah.
0: So keep in mind when we say the word protocols, it's not as strict and rigid as it sounds. It sounds really rigid. Um, But the reason I put that in there is because it takes 21 days to add in a new habit. And so therefore the protocols do have to remain in place for that long in order to actually keep them going and keep them flowing. But the other thing I wanted to think about too was about uh, this really depends on the individual. So each person has a different amount of capacity, time, energy, space. They've done a certain amount of work. They have a different, you know, all sorts of intersectionality. So please keep in mind that this is unique to the individual based on what, you know, your spirituality, your religion, your ethnicity, your culture, and all of the pieces around that.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. And I want to say, too, like, Jody, you and I have been building our daily protocols yeah. for, what, the last almost 18 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so really keep that in mind yeah. as we share our protocol. Maybe there's small tidbits of maybe even one thing that you want to add into your daily protocol. And like Jody said, it's not something that's firm. Um, you know, be really flexible and gentle with yourself. If you have a day where you don't include your protocol, that's OK. You just add it in the next day when you're feeling up to it.
0: Absolutely. And I love the word that you use gentle. Mm -hmm. I think that if we don't do this from a place of loving kindness, of gentleness, of, you know, self compassion, then it's not going to work. So the first protocol that I'll put into place is that we are gentle with ourselves, and that we use gentle language around ourselves. So when we say I, I noticed last year, I said a lot, why am I so broken? I'm so broken? What's wrong with me? And I remember saying this a lot. And that was one of those things that needed to shift for me. The way I spoke about myself, the way I spoke about healing, and instead of saying "Why am I so broken?" it is "I am," you know, "I'm in a breakthrough." So the way and the words of which you use are important. Your subconscious is listening. Your inner child is listening, and we're we're trying to rewire things here.
1: Absolutely. And I don't know if this was helpful for you, but I caught you in a lot of those moments we last did. year, just as we're texting Thanks. or we're talking. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying like, "Hey, do." You you notice how you're talking to yourself because this is actually how I see it. this is what I see that you're doing and building and you know repairing and healing and you were kind of like oh oh yeah that that's true that makes sense Yeah, but healing feels so fragile
0: and so exposed and raw and vulnerable. And so healing can feel really scary and really difficult and really painful. And there were many days in my healing journey that I thought, I don't know if I can do this for another 24 hours. I'm not sure if I can, you know, sit with this for another 24 hours. And so please keep in mind being gentle and kind with yourself and having someone that can interrupt those cycles, interrupt those words, interrupt those ways that you talk to yourself is really important.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think that gentle piece about how we're feeling also links into the next one, which is a protocol for both of us, but about how we listen to our nervous system. And Mm. honestly, this was something I have not been great great about. Um, I think I let it go for way too long. But what I started to notice was when my heart would start to race, that was a cue for me that my nervous system was not okay and that I needed to take a step back. Now that I've been doing that work for quite a period of time, I do a nervous system check check-in multiple times a day actually and it doesn't have to be long or lengthy but it could even be something and we've talked about this skill before but the one minute breathing space so when I notice that I'm you know feeling stressed maybe my palms are sweaty maybe my heart is racing a little bit maybe I'm talking too fast and someone's pointed it out for me or maybe there's too many thoughts going on in my brain to me that's a cue to say I need to check in with my nervous system, and do I need to do something differently from this point forward on in my day? And maybe that means my schedule shifts a little bit. Um, maybe I incorporate some gentle movement, walking, or some type of exercise. For me, that really helps to regulate my nervous system. So that's kind of one thing that I do. What about you with your nervous system, Jody? What seems to work? Yeah,
0: so my nervous system reset has been my highest point that I've been paying attention to in the in the last six months because so the the way that I first started looking at this because you might say what are you talking about what do you mean by this and it means that we can go through a whole day on autopilot without even realizing what we're doing and why do we care because our nervous system is spiked in in fight or flight which is only supposed to be an acute state not a chronic state We notice now that with sensory overload through emails, text messages, phone calls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and being constantly available via technology means that our nervous system sometimes is even responding to emails as being in a chronic fight or flight state. So it's even looking at what sorts of things pop up for you and how does your body react to that. And so for my nervous system, the first thing I did was actually put on a watch that tracks some of the health pieces. So what I noticed was, you know, as I entered into to work that my heart rate actually went up quite high. Interesting. And so I actually was having physical manifestations in lots of different ways of stress. And yet I didn't even know or I wasn't even aware that I was necessarily stressed. So the one way to do it is accountability and tracking. Now, this doesn't work for everybody, but it is something that just – brought attention to the fact that I, I I was having physical manifestations of stress that were popping through. So, so if you have a tool like that that can help, you know, look at things like sleep, heart rate, blood pressure, like the oxygen, all of these things are really important.
1: And I love that as a tool, but as you're saying this, I'm also wondering if our listeners are thinking what I'm thinking. So <laughs> I have an Apple Watch. I actually took it off before we started recording because for me it is such a huge distraction. Right. The text messages, you know, are going off the phone call. so I actually take it off before I start my work day I lay it on my desk and I put it on when I'm outside of that work environment because right. I do think it's such a helpful tool to track our heart rate. I love the sleep app where you can track to see how you're sleeping, which is another great tool for you to uh, navigate your nervous system. So lovely tool but how are we using it and uh, for me like I take it off because it's going to be a distraction. and so just knowing what moments are helpful.
0: Yes, and so mine's not connected to my phone, and I think if oh, you have one that can track guess. your all your health stuff without being connected yes. to your phone with the sensory part yes, of it, yes,
1: that's what I'm thinking. Yeah,
0: absolutely, very good point, Steph. Mm-hmm. What other things do you put into play with your daily protocol?
1: So another thing that's super helpful for me is to do some type of release work. One thing that I find really helpful if I'm noticing my nervous system is getting too high, getting too escalated, that heart rate's going up. Um, it even just to be a really deep breath, like a deep sigh, like, oh. Yeah, just like letting it go. And I find that kind of release work um, is so helpful for me. It calms down my nervous system. I notice a change immediately in my shoulders in my breath pattern. Um, And sometimes if I'm not able to do that, maybe depending where I am, even just like getting up from my desk and walking and changing my physical environment is also another good release.
0: Yeah, I I mean, I love anything somatic release. It's the one thing that I will not give up in my schedule. So if I give up some of the other daily protocols, that is when I will not. Mm -hmm. And actually, now that I've done that and put some space between me and these physical manifestations, I notice now very quickly when they're popping up. And so I will, I feel the urge to want to walk, to want to move, to want to stretch. And the key is to do a body scan first. That's always the most important piece is checking in with yourself. Where am I holding tension? What sensation? Am I feeling, you know, what, what's going on with my body and what am I noticing? And once you do that, you can interrupt or disrupt this, this, you know, highly, yeah, this cyclic process. And so, and then what Steph was talking about was through the movement and the release or through breath work, you can actually train your nervous system. We do actually at Mindful Path Bio and Neurofeedback where you're training your nervous system to essentially slow down down. So right now with all the dopamine rushes of technology, this is really hard for us to do. We are often in 12 places at one time. Mm-hmm. And so now it's really taking it back to the basics of going to what is one activity I can do one mindfully in the moment. And I'm not asking you to add 20 minutes to your day. This could be one minute of yeah. breath work. I literally do the five five seven rule yeah, all I the time. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know what that is, it is breathe in through your nose or whatever feels most comfortable for you for five seconds hold for five seconds which is actually a really key component of this and then breathe out really really intensely preferably through your mouth if it feels comfortable for you for nine from seven to nine seconds so the the release is actually the most important piece in that and we can retrain our nervous system to actually be more calm and be in the present moment i do breath work probably six or seven times a day now
1: absolutely so do i just driving in the car you're stopped at a
0: light anyway in between sessions in between sessions reflective practice like any sort of breath work is so important and you can find so many different uh breath tools free tools everywhere yeah Let's talk more about breath work. So okay. um, in regard to breath work as well, so you can actually override your brain's response to stress. So for example, if I, I'm nervous of height. So if I think of even being on a flight, I get sweaty palms and you can actually see them as yeah, I'm we sitting talked here about now. This before. Right? Yeah. And so I my brain believes that there is a stressor, that there is something going on that is causing me anxiety. I can actually say to my brain, I am safe, I am calm. I am okay in this moment and I can put some space between me and whatever that stressor is by adding breath. And I actually have now fooled my brain to being calm. So always remember that you can use this tool anywhere. No one knows you're doing it. Mm -hmm. It's easy to navigate and access. And then you're taking those shallow breaths out and adding it with really deep, intentional breath.
1: I love that. So we've covered so far with our daily protocol, the breath work, um, what happens with our nervous system and how we can work to regulate that, as well as some release. Jody, tell us a little bit about how you use manifestations in your day.
0: Yeah, so this was not one I actually used. I've only been using it for a short period of time. Um, And really, when we when we talk about manifestation, it's used in lots of different ways. So um, people, you know, that pray, uh, that's a form of manifestation people, um, you know, that the believe more in the science uh, part of things would call it the law of attraction Um, and for spiritual people we might call it meditation or manifestation and so essentially it is putting into the universe what you want back so the idea of asking the universe for what you want with intention um, you know very specific and changing the way you talk to yourself uh, about what you want about your intentions about what you you know you feel like you deserve and that and that you you really want to come back to you.
1: And I started doing manifestation very intentionally, probably in the month of November 2023. And if one of the one of the manifestations I had written out is I deserve to be debt free, I did, de- you know, I deserve money. And I was watching this um, girl on TikTok, and she talked about how to talk to yourself about manifesting, you know, mm-hmm. what you desire. And I kid you not, I ended the year with under $3,000 of debt from a significant amount to that. So it works. I swear, put it out there. I wrote it in my notes. I updated and changed my notes. You can lock your notes on your phone so they're protected. Um, And I did that because I wanted this kind of safe piece of information where I could journal and write my manifestations about what I desire, what I deserve, and what I want. And it works it's so powerful
0: absolutely and you can do manifestations in a, in a bunch of different ways so I do it every day where I uh, I've manifested what my intentions are for this year and so I repeat them multiple times and I envision myself in them I actually can see myself in it in whatever that intention is um, one of mine was health and healing this year and so I envision myself as being healed I envision myself as as being healthy and as a result you can really put that out into the universe to come back Back. and so um, other ways that you can do it is we actually did it through the lion's gate uh, oh, portal too so that. if you're a spiritual person and you believe mm-hmm. um, in these pieces uh, so Steph and I in October 2024 will revisit what we manifested in October 2023 and
1: I have that note on my phone and it's yes, locked and I'm gonna unlock it next October to see what have what did I put out to the universe that I wanted to manifest and what was I able to manifest and I bet you it's most of it
0: Yes, it, it will be. It will be. So, there's that <laughs> idea of changing those words, right? It, will, it happen. will happen. It will, you know, I will succeed in this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. So, Jody, I know some people are listening and they're thinking, hold on, these are two therapists. Uh, you know, Stephanie, you have a doctorate. Jody, you're almost done. I know you guys are really invested in the research and therapeutic modalities. This sounds kind of fluffy. Why are you starting to, you know, kind of get into this?
0: Yeah, so um you know I look at it as in terms of positive psychology so the idea of growth mindset resiliency grit really we can rewire neural pathways, right? And so as we're rewiring, we need to practice by doing it in in multiples. So the idea is that we're talking to our subconscious, we're rewiring old patterns and old thought patterns of trying to manifest in the things that we want. So it it doesn't have to be in a spiritual sense as well. Like, you know, people use it in prayer, people use it in all sorts of pieces. Um, And so really it's what we put out into the universe we're sending back.
1: Well, I always say to myself and to clients, how we talk to ourselves matters. How we talk to our best friend, our partner, our children, Um, we would never say the things that we say to ourselves to other people. So then why are we talking to ourselves in such a negative light? And I think that's where manifestation comes in for me. Because when I say something like, I deserve happiness, I deserve joy. These are things that we would put out to our friends, to our family members. um, And we would really desire and want that for other people. So Hold on, why are we not doing that for ourselves? When we think about the core of therapy, we are thinking about we want healing, we want recovery, we want peace, we want joy. Well, through the use of manifestation, we're actually doing that, we're living into it.
0: Yeah, and setting the intention of it. And so, am I more likely to lead with confidence if I start my day with the intention of I am a confident human? Yes right like we we really our subconscious is listening to this our unconscious is listening to this and we're rewiring old patterns that you know kept us stuck in in different ways like you know comments like why is this happening to me this always happens to me you know we're actually putting into the universe this always happens to me and, so and it's going it, to
1: continue to right, happen so it's more you. likely yeah. that
0: those are the days you stub your toe and mm. your car won't start and you're late for your class you're like see i knew right? it." yeah and so the other way that this fits in is through um like subconscious priming so the idea of affirmations right may i be content may I be healthy, may I be safe, may I be okay. Um, I used to hear a lot of people say affirmations around may I be happy. And I remember thinking, how do you define happiness? Do we even know what, what that looks like? Right. And if we don't, then how can we actually achieve it? So with your manifestation, with your affirmations, have a really strong intent to why you're saying it. What is the purpose to why you were saying it? What subconscious piece are you trying to break? What inner child dialogue? What what tape that you play? Now that really dates me. Um, so what C D really dates record me too? Player. Record okay. play- what record <laughs> is constantly playing? Because that yeah. tape that's playing makes a difference in everything you do in that day.
1: I would I was just going to say that because it's linking back to why we've cre- kind of created our own daily protocols and why we've included manifestation because the second you get up you get out of bed you put your feet on the floor and you set that intention you reaffirm with your manifestation you're setting that intention for your entire day and so if something does go wrong you're going to be like that's okay it was an opportunity to say hi to somebody because I you know held the door for somebody or whatever. <laughs> so it's just interesting to see how we can really feel good about ourselves through manifestation, how that helps us to do that release work through the somatics that you were talking about. So resetting our nervous system. And then I would say that it actually helps the breath word. it makes it makes it a little bit easier. We intend to breathe deeper. We live a more full life when we live with that intention.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And really, um, Western society is only the only ones that actually don't use this as much. Mm -hmm. So when we actually think about the world as a whole, there's more um, cultures and and people that that use things, whether it be through music, chanting, humming, prayer. Uh, you know, repetitive words, affirmations, subconscious priming, like whatever we want to call it. It fits in in both the energetic world and the psychological world, both in different ways, but same intent.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then I guess that final piece that we do is gratitude. So every single day, I try my very best and I'm very intentional about noticing the really small things in my day that I can be grateful for. Um, It could be really anything. Um, So even I've Paid for a coffee for the person behind me, and that made me feel really good. It probably set them up for success for the day. And they thought, wow, someone else, someone else thought of me. And just that small intentional gratitude feels so good. And that person is more likely to go and do that to the next. so the next, so percent, next yeah. thing you
0: know, we have thousands of people doing positive and happy things for each other in a day, which really sets the collective tone, which is the whole point of, of this work. And um, it, along with this, uh, what you're talking about is why I do meditation every day. And so you might be thinking, are we talking about meditation like Buddhist monks that are sitting there for like 12 hour days and silent? No. I do not have time to do that. Um, But I'm talking, I do it twice a day and I do it for about five minutes. And really what meditation means for me is the idea to sit quietly with myself, to, to do the body scans, to check in with myself, to look at my intuition, to look at my gut, to see where things are stuck or stored so that then I can do the affirmations, the release work, the somatic work, the psychological work. It really sets the intention for everything. But if I don't give myself... Space or time to check in about how was the day, what's going on for me, where am I noticing stuck points, those accumulate
1: mm-hmm. and they
0: accumulate into really big physical manifestations, as you and I have both discovered.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, really high emotions, maybe really high physical energy or really low physical energy. And so I think, yeah, it's really important to have your own daily protocol, like we're talking about, where we're experiencing breath, nervous system release, moments of gratitude and manifestations. Because we're really kind of doing that all-encompassing work.
0: And then the other part of that as well, Steph, is about, um, you know, the the part of around energy. So sound wave frequencies. We've talked about this quite a bit in the creative healing episodes previously around music, chanting, humming and those traditional practices. Um, but so if you can do any polyvagal work, uh, that's a really good one to add to your daily protocol. And again, it could be, you know, a five second um, piece that we're talking about.
1: Well, that and also even another important component is noticing your emotions and making sure you have that emotion regulation in your day, because that's another really important component to make sure you're grounded and you're present. So when we're noticing how we're feeling, we know how to respond to how we're feeling, we move away from that reaction. Um, We have better interactions for ourselves with our peers, with our children, with our partner, and we're feeling more balanced yeah.
0: And putting space between us and, and those things that cause us these really big stressors as well.
1: And I guess the nice thing too is with the daily protocol, these are just ideas, suggestions really about things that Jody and I do and you can make it your own. So these could be some components that you include or you may include other things. Maybe for you, um, a really important piece would be dance or movement.
0: Intuitive, yeah.
1: Yeah. Something intuitive, walking outside, maybe time with your pet. It We can be very mindful and very present when we're with our pet and just observing how they're interacting with their environment. And that could be in and of itself a really quick couple minute meditation. And time in nature, right? Mm -hmm. That we
0: know there's a lot of energetic components to nature as well. And so when we're thinking of holistic work, what we're trying to do here is capture a, a number of different areas to bring us back to homeostasis to bring us back to a place of health. And so we notice that when you're doing things that are calming your nervous system down and you're slowing down these processes, there's less stuff with gastro, less Mm -hmm. stuff with, we know that there's a huge correlation between gut health and emotional health. And as you're talking about emotion stuff, how do we process emotions? So it's not just about regulating them, but rather how do we sit with our emotions? How do we actually, you know, process these emotions and feel them?
1: And I think that's one of the things that I've learned over the years that has been so important for me is the ability to be able to process the emotion, whether it's through journaling, verbalizing, maybe through some physical exertion. Um, Because when I'm able to process, then I'm not sitting with that stagnant kind of negative energy and I'm able to kind of feel that release. The ebb and flow. Yeah, my nervous system is feeling relaxed. Like I felt heard maybe by my partner. I was able to have that really difficult conversation. I was able to get something off of my chest and then we're not holding that we're not carrying that with us maybe to sleep because that's when we incorporate a lot of sleep issues when we hold a lot of things within ourselves Um, and just being able to have that release and working through the emotions is so important yeah and so another way to you
0: know sit with your emotions because people say this all the time we get this all the time so you you counselors are telling me we have to sit with our emotions what does that even mean (laughs) Because, you know, I thought I sat with my emotions forever. I'm very, like, I talk about my emotions all the time, but yet I wasn't sitting with them. So what does that mean? So what that means is that we are actually acknowledging them. We are listening to them. So I am feeling shame. Where am I noticing this shame? I'm feeling it in my body. I'm feeling it in my throat. I'm feeling like I, you know, I'm blocked to be able to speak my truth or my authentic self. And so then I notice it. And so now I draw attention to it and I say, okay, I hear you. I see you. You're there. I'm acknowledging you. I'm validating your existence. And I'm also allowing you to go. I'm also allowing you to be released because we are the only species that actually holds on to mistakes forever and ever and ever and ever, right? No other dog, you know, bites another dog and then goes, I feel shame for the rest of my life, <laughs> right? We are the only species that literally yeah. hold on to that shame. At what point are we allowed to let go of some of the things that we've done?
1: Mm-hmm. And I think that is such an important piece because we- we we are so kind of mean to ourselves. We hold mm-hmm. on to that shame. We have a lot of guilt. We carry that through our entire lives. So we talked about it in our last episode was about that whole idea of in our um, second part of our lives when we're really letting go of all of that shame and guilt. We're living into our authentic selves. We're living into that peace um, and doing like what Jody and I talked about with the daily protocol. Another psychological thing
0: I was thinking about too is the idea of attachment and detachment and acceptance and duality. So, these are all really fun words that we'll get into, I think, in the future podcast. Um, But, really looking at kind of what shadows are we carrying around with us? What things, you know, are really bothering us that are essentially like mirrors kind of shining on us all the time, you know, that could be offsetting our energy? And so, what sorts of things are we triggered by? That's a really good way to look at what your shadows are. The things we are triggered by are those things that really alert those pieces in our body and so until we can sit with those shadows until we can understand them embrace them accept them let them go they will forever come up as triggers for us that's so powerful So thank you for listening today about, you know, putting in a a daily protocol. I just wanted to draw attention that I did talk about some periods of time that were really difficult for me. And sitting with that pain can be really hard. If you are working on inner child work, attachment wounds, you know, these deep triggers, these shadows of ourself that you are working with a professional.
1: Yeah, Jody, I think that's a really good point. And we want to be very mindful and gentle with our listeners. So if you are someone who is struggling and you could uh, really use some additional support, please reach out to us at Mindful Path Counseling. We service all across Ontario virtually. And we also offer in person for our local services. And we do service other provinces now across Canada. If you're curious to know um, if we could be there to support you, just reach out and we'd let you know. If you're outside of Canada or you're overseas, we encourage you to reach out to someone in your local area if you're in need of support. So Jody, as we wrap up our conversation today about our daily protocols and possible suggestions for our listeners, I think it's really important to point out that our energy cycles every single day. So you can do your daily protocol and make sure you do um, release breath work, anything to regulate your nervous system to end your day and um, reset your energy cycle. Absolutely. You can clear it, you can reframe it and you can change it. And there's also lots
0: of professionals that you can go To for energy clearing as well.
1: Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Thank you, ball jugglers, for listening to our final episode of season one, Therapists Off the Clock. We look forward to connecting with you in season two, where you'll learn things about attachment, attunement, and more about healing. If you want to give us a rating, we would love for you to go to Apple or Spotify, especially Apple, and give us a five star rating. Share with your friends. And we look forward to connecting with you at Therapist Off the Clock Season 2. We do want to hear from our listeners if there was questions or things that you want us to um, talk about and you want to learn more about in season two. You can reach out to us on Instagram at mindfulpathcounseling. You can also email us at info at mindfulpathcounseling.ca where we would love to receive your feedback and any questions that you have and topics that you'd like us to cover in future podcasts. Thank you so much, Ball Jugglers. It's been a blast.
0: Steph, thanks so much for helping me heal some very wounded parts of myself in the last year. I honestly could cry in talking about that. You helped... Me so much in in the last year, and I really appreciate that.
1: Oh, Jody, I love you so much, <laughs> and I appreciate everything that you are, and everything that you do, and everything that you bring to my life. Um, the amount of healing work that we've done, I think, to one another, and that really led us to share this podcast with the world, um, is because of how much we've uplifted and brought one another forward. I know we always say to one another, you know, you're the reason I'm still here, and honestly, I can't. I think that can't. Can't be more true um, in so many ways you have helped me not only survive but thrive and push myself to do all of the things that I didn't know that I could do and you definitely make me a better person so thank you
0: and make sure you find your support system like we have as well
1: <laughs> yes we hope you can find your Jody and your Stephanie <laughs> within us at therapists off the clock